and welcome to another episode of Northside Now. This is the podcast where we take you on a tour through all of the ministries and the latest happenings around Northside Church to keep you better connected with your church family. My name is Patrick, and with me as always are my co-hosts, Glenn Miller and the prodigal Kevin Bryant. <laughs> He's back. <laughs> Thanks for welcoming me back, yeah. brothers. We missed you the last couple of weeks. I missed it. But I've been enjoying catching up on the podcast. You had some really good conversations. We did. We have had some fun guests yeah. lately. Some yeah. really informative ones. Yeah. I mean, I, I enjoy listening to the podcast too. So maybe I'm the only one. I listen. I have to, <laughs> I have to listen when it first comes out. I'm just like, I just got to gotta listen. It's like, who's going to be on next? Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. It's a cliffhanger. I know. Patrick gets to yeah. listen to it. Multiple and times. you did too when you were editing. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah, occasionally. Yeah. I well, we've gone back and forth, so yeah. <laughs> I see you're wearing a particular color today. And evidently, Patrick missed the text. Yeah, and uh, I'm not supporting, but that was an interesting <laughs> game, was it not? Well, the game was... Uh, Which game are we talking about? That's like Roll Tide. <laughs> oh, wait, Roll Tide, yeah. <laughs> so, it was an interesting game. The funny thing has been... The game after the game, uh huh. All the social media posts and all the experts' comments and predictions for the future and all has been wild. Well, and that's the most after game coverage that I've seen in a very long time yeah. <laughs> of the field, you know, or what, oh, what was going on. Let me tell you, it's it's just been wild. <laughs> you know, yesterday they came out with a guy from Alabama who popped the girl on the side of her head, and oh. now he's getting in trouble for that. And, it was on oh, video, and the lady that's selling the turf, she <laughs> dug up. She went on. The, I did dug up that. some grass, and I now she's selling it on that. eBay. Oh <laughs> it's for like ninety nine cents is the starting bid it's on one of them. Fantastic! It just oh. So, what are the uh, public workers thinking about that night? I don't know. Oh. Have they fished the goalposts out of the river yet? Like, oh, we're going to have to take care of that. <laughs> they do have the goalposts up for Martin. You wonder if they'll tear them down after they beat Martin. <laughs> I heard the Tennessee had goalposts on order weeks before the game ever happened because well, they knew this was a possibility <laughs> that's the thing you knew this was gonna if they beat them yeah it was gonna happen yeah i mean yeah, i'm not surprised at all but and tennessee's having to pay like a hundred thousand dollars worth of fines or something just yeah well, everybody be, rushing the field well and, no it's because they're saying this is the second infraction mm -hmm. where the first one was in 2006 at a men's basketball game where they rushed the court and this is the second infraction so it's a hundred thousand instead of I guess fifty, yeah. but I mean from two thousand six to two thousand twenty two, there isn't a like a redo in there somewhere. Here. Yeah, it's right. a different sport it doesn't I'm, reset. I'm yeah. pretty sure their response was it's worth it. <laughs> well, I, yeah, actually, they uh, there is a video where they're doing the uh, athletic director and they're yeah. showing him, and he's like, I don't care. No, yeah, uh -huh. it, it was worth every. That's dime. like a dollar per person that was in that state. Oh, you know? Yeah, like, exactly. That's right. <laughs> How, oh, how much did those tickets cost? Oh, uh, they were. Yeah, I think they. I think yeah. they did all right. I no, I agree. promise you, they they didn't have any problem covering any of that. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's big news, man. Yeah, yeah big news. Actually, I, I'm a little bit surprised it happened. Mm. I just I, felt like Alabama's going to win till Jesus comes back. <laughs> I'm not even a big sports guy, but I actually watched the game. And it was, I mean, that was a nail biter at the yeah. end because it was yeah. Alabama pulled back ahead. And then, and yeah, it was back and forth. As that a was... general rule, the whole college football season has been really good mm -hmm. this year. Yeah. I mean, I think I've seen better football. I've seen better tackling. And I, I think it's been more entertaining. It's been, yeah. been good all the way around. So. It's because they're paying the players now. <laughs> there you go. You wonder. <laughs> you know? You wonder. It's a little extra motivation in there. It was definitely entertaining. Yeah, and I, it was. I good was game. glad about that because it seems like those games in the past have just been yeah very one-sided and just not as entertaining. So I enjoyed it. Yeah, and it's been fun to kind of watch the the state kind of rally up together yeah. a little bit and give a little excitement. So, yeah. and I like that when they uh, they won, they played Dixieland Delight. Cause <laughs> I know it, that's typically a, an Alabama thing, but it's Alabama, a song about Tennessee. Alabama right. swears that it's about Alabama, but they talk about the Tennessee byway in the song. And it's like, no, that that's about Tennessee. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I yeah. don't know. Alabama, we, you've won a bazillion years in a row. You can claim anything you want, I guess. Mm, but yeah. I history think, is written by the victors. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think there's, there's uh you know i think everybody's going they can be beat they can be beat 
<laughs> so, so, so you, you're knows? saying there's a chance. There's a chance. <laughs> well, that's been going on. That's exciting. And um, so we're a little bit closer to All Hallows Eve. <laughs> so are y'all ready? Kevin, we haven't gotten a, a candy preparation update for your, your neighborhood in a couple of weeks because y'all been out. But uh, are you getting closer to being ready for the onslaught? Yeah, I'm just, uh, honestly, I'm just bracing for impact. <laughs> <laughs> there have been a few costume ideas thrown out. Last year, we just decided we're going to get X amount of candy, and once it's done, we're done. Yeah. It did not last very long. Yeah. <laughs> it was maybe 15, 20 minutes, actually. Oh, wow. So that's probably what we'll do again. And this year, we have to remember to get in earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I can't have anything else going on that day, and I got to get back home because I, I forget what it was. Maybe I was up here at the church. Yeah, it was a church. It was. Church yeah. event was the same day. Yeah, and so we got home, and we just couldn't get in the neighborhood, so I had yeah. to park down the street and walk and then go get the car later. So that's a big thing. You know, we may walk around and stuff. There were broken down cars in our streets. Yeah. I mean, there were, the police came through. I mean, it was just a lots of activity. So I just, I'm bracing for impact. Speaking of braces, are you, uh, <laughs> are you uh, making a list of candies you're not going to be able to eat this year? I don't know that I can eat much of anything, really. I can uh, sugar, like uh, sweet tarts. Yeah. Oh yeah, but I can't chew them very well. Yeah. So, but like, like nothing taffies no. out of the <laughs> no bit o honey. Oh, no bit of honey. No, no good, caramels. But, no, but I would like those. Those are one of my favorites. But no, any yeah. hard candies would be okay. I just can't chew. Yeah. The old bit of honey. Yeah, these braces are going to be on for a while, I think. Mm-hmm. But uh, and how was camping? Camping was awesome. The end of camping was not fun, but. We were in southern Indiana. I'd never been to this state park. It's O'Bannon State Park. It was actually, uh, uh, I forget the name of it before, but it was named after an Indian tribe. But it was renamed. Um, O'Bannon was one of the governors, I think, Mm. there. But up in that area at that time, it was almost peak colors, probably. It was perfect weather. And it actually did get, I I heard you guys talking about this. We were tent camping, and there were a couple of campers. (laughs) But I slept in the tent, and it got down below freezing Yeah, I got the cold. last uh, <laughs> two nights. So I braved the first one, but then I, I woke up. We were there over the weekend, so I woke up Saturday morning, and I, I felt really dizzy. Mm. And just when I woke, when I got up, when I sat up, and that was a momentary thing, and it, it cleared and passed, and we went hiking for, I don't know, 8 to 10 miles that day. Did a lot of hiking, which was really fun. It's right on the Ohio River. So speaking of, we're going to be talking to Robin about the Jordan River and some other stuff. So (laughs) um, it is a river. I mean, it's big, like the Tennessee or Mississippi in in spots. And uh, so we were hiking along the banks of that, which is really cool. And it's got uh, rock cliffs and things right there. So it was a lot of, some of it was a pretty aggressive hike, uh, pretty advanced. And some of it was, was not, but Really good hiking, really good time spent with some friends and my in-laws. And then Sunday, you know, the day that comes to all the work where you got to pack up and, <laughs> and go home. I I was so dizzy, I just couldn't. Oh, wow. I could barely uh, stand up. And so, yeah, the vertigo has been with me since then. So it's mm. it's hung on a little bit. We're not sure exactly what it is. It may may just be a, um, like, congestion or, or sinus yeah. infection or something. Yeah. But it's it's tied to the inner ear. Yeah. So if there's any issues in there that can affect it. So yeah. I'm, I'm feeling a lot better now. But it it kicked my butt for yeah, week and a half, two fun. weeks. Yeah. If you've ever had it, you just, it's more than just being dizzy. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's really debilitating. You, you really don't feel like you can move at all. Yeah. You sit still, looking straight ahead, focusing on something. Um, when you have a bout of it, that's about all you can do until it stops. Um, there's there's medicines you can take and lots of other things. But for those of you that have had that before, you understand what it's like. And, and you just uh, would rather do anything than <laughs> be in that, in yeah. that spot. So I'm feeling uh, maybe about 85% now. That's 90%. good. So That's we're good. working on getting that cleared up. But camping trip itself was awesome. That's cool. Uh, campfire, cooked food, you know. Did you see Bigfoot out there at all? I think I saw Bigfoot again. (gasps) Nice. We saw him. We've just seen him all over the place. He follows y'all around. I think they're multiplying. 
They may be. I don't know. You know, when they're in, in the wilderness. They may be. You yeah. know, people have kind of left them alone, kept throwing Slim Jims at them. And right. Stuff. So. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, it was, it was a good trip. It really was. Well, we're glad you're back. I'm glad and, to be back. Um, we're also glad that the folks from the Israeli trip are back or the Holy Land trip. It's not, go, not just to Israel. Like, yeah. Right. A few other places. The cool thing is we're going to talk with Robin in a minute. And I heard Pastor Gary the other day in the hallway talking about on the next trip that he's looking at for going. I don't know exactly when we're going to do the Holy Land and then Egypt. Ooh. So the pyramids. That's the one I want to go on. That would be cool. Yeah. You know, could you imagine going like right around Halloween over to the pyramids? <laughs> that would be so fantastic. Being in there with, you know. <laughs> Lots of the mummies, the real All ones. the mummy stuff. Well, and the UFOs too. Because you and know the pyramids yeah. were built by the aliens. That's right. So. <laughs> and the, the forever seed eye, yeah. you know, set up, up mm-hmm. above it. Watch Ancient <laughs> Aliens. They'll tell you. <laughs> Yeah, Stargate. Why? why that that kills me <laughs> that the History Channel plays more alien stuff than they do. Why they've, had like, they've had like twenty seasons of I ancient know. aliens. That just wears me out. <laughs> that the History Channel is talking about the aliens. It must not, be true. It yeah. must be true. history. Oh goodness. <laughs> Well, before we get too crazy, let's uh, invite Robin on in. And this was her first trip to the Holy Land. And um, let's hear how it went. And we're here with Robin Brandley. And Robin, recently you uh, were part of the team that, uh, or I guess y'all really weren't like a mission team, but part of the group that went over to the Holy Land, right? It's called a pilgrimage. A pilgrimage. <laughs> y'all made a pilgrimage. Yes. Did, was the name of your plane the Mayflower? Uh, hey. No, it wasn't. <laughs> I don't think we had a name. Uh, well, that'd be good. That'd be good. Well, we were just interested in, you had never been before, correct? This nope. was your first time? No, nope. this was and on my bucket list and none of us have been have you been Kevin? i have not nope patrick had been i, I have, have never not. been so we were interested in a, a first timer's point of view so so how was the trip just in general the first thing i would want to say is probably it was a really long flight ah um, just the trip itself is uh very very long I know it's like 38 hours of flying time, or not really flying time, but just travel time. Yeah. A lot of downtime, a lot of waiting around time. But to, I don't know, just getting to go and walk where Jesus walked and really put skin on him Mm, was amazing to me. I think one of the biggest sights that affected me the most was going into the Garden of Gethsemane and uh-huh. just absolutely feeling his agony, um, feeling his uh, fear, mm. feeling um, that I don't want to do this, God. Please don't make me do this, God. I really could feel that. And even talking about it gets me a little Mm -hmm. weepy eyed. But um, that was that was during the time we were having a little stuff going on here at church, and it was very meaningful, I think, Mm -hmm. to the people that we were with. And then seeing Gary go into the church there, and he was sitting by himself, and. Just, I know what he was praying for. And then Karen and I went in there with him and laid our hands on him and we're praying for him and for our church. And that was real powerful for me. Yeah. Um, But just the sense of knowing that Jesus was in that space. Yeah. At one time. Yeah. Um, And how many people have been there since then? Mm -hmm. So, uh, good Lord, there's just so much history there. You're walking on top of it all over the place. Yeah. So, well, that's the thing that I think I think I mentioned this when we talked to Gary a while back, but just in America here, when we think of things that are old, you know, our history is only a couple hundred years <laughs> right. old here, and so the oldest thing you're going to find is only a few hundred years. But over there, I mean, you're you're coming across things that are thousands of years old. It's yeah. Adam and yeah, Eve. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to to wrap my brain around sometimes. <laughs> I know. I mean, even. You know, I didn't realize that Jerusalem, according to what the tradition is, is that Jerusalem is sitting on the same mountain that Abraham and Isaac were on. Mm. So, 
it's like you can put all the dots together, how mm-hmm. God kind of, you know, he's just got this plan and it is amazing. Yeah. It really is amazing. And then the wailing wall. Oh my goodness. That was uh, electrifying. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was, we were a little distracted that day because of the protests that were going on at the Temple Mount, which is on the other side of the Welling Wall, and um, just getting to go to the wall and just, you know, I put my hands on it, and I say, Lord, I'm just so distracted right now. I just, you know, I wanted to get the experience Mm -hmm. of the wall, and I just said, Holy Spirit, come. And (laughs) when I said that, it was like, you know, I was plugged in two twenties. Just, <laughs> wow. I mean, honestly, I have no idea what I was saying. I knew I was praying, and it was going on and on and on. And I, I knew, I recognized that I was praying for my grandchildren. I was praying for my family. I was praying for our church. Mm. There was this woman that was wailing on the side of me, and I started praying for her. But what I was saying, I have no idea. Wow, it was. Very spirit-filled. Oh, wow. Now, y'all were there during Yom Kippur. Mm-hmm. So it's their their new year, the mm-hmm. Jewish new year. So what are it, a bunch of crazy celebrations and things like that going on as well? Because, I mean, you, you mentioned some of the protests. So was the city really full? Um, when we got there, you know, I guess the Sabbath starts at 5 o'clock on Fridays. Yeah, something like and that. And then it goes through Saturday. So that Friday when we got there and then that Saturday, it was like real quiet. Mm-hmm. But then the next day, it's just there's thousands and thousands of people. And it's not just Israelis. I mean, it's yeah. Japanese and yeah. Germans and everywhere yeah it's just lots and lots of people yeah pushing through and so everybody was like you know tailored to hang on to the person in front of us so we don't get <laughs> lost and there yeah. was a tailgate and a engine in front and yeah. everybody was our we're all together so <laughs> what about the sea of galilee and stuff <sighs> how was that experience because i hear a lot of people talk about the wedding wall and Mm-hmm. the Via Dolorosa and those kinds of things. But it seems like everybody always talks about the Sea of Galilee, just how beautiful it is mm-hmm. and, and those kinds of things. And that's where Jesus spent so much time yep. yeah. around that sea um, or lake. <laughs> it's, and it is pretty. Yeah. Um, you know, we went out on a boat there and uh, sang songs and uh, read some uh, of the Bible. But uh, it was kind of funny because one of the guys, I guess every nationality has its own little flag and so he made a big deal about putting the american flag up so we were singing you know the american all of that and so yes um i found it interesting that the guide that was talking about the sea of galilee and when they go swimming up there that there's only like the eastern side they can swim on because the other side is full of undercurrents Oh, okay. And that they have problems with people drowning all the time. So you really have to know where you're swimming there. So, you know, I didn't see anyone fishing, and I didn't see Uh. anyone walking on water. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to, but didn't didn't see any. But it's kind of cool where you can go around, you know, and then you can see the Beatitudes up on the hill Mm -hmm. and, and where he talked to Peter about, Peter, feed my sheep, where that was. And those are two places like almost together, but Mm -hmm. you know, one's up high. Yeah. So, yeah, that's just, I mean, just walking in the Bible. I mean, really, you are. You're just experiencing for years what you've heard in the Bible. And all of a sudden, it's like you're inside the Bible pages. Did, Did you learn anything while you were there? that you had always thought was one thing, but maybe you learned something That's different exactly because you were there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, I was really surprised that Jesus was not born in like a barn or, you know, like a shed in your backyard. Yeah. No, it's mm-hmm. everything's in a cave. Mm. Even the shepherds at night still will take all of the sheep and all of their livestock down into the caves at night. And so, that is the story that 
I never knew, yeah. you know, and I think just over the years of how the Bible has been translated, that it somehow became this uh, barn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah, we have all of our nativity sets and every yes. single yeah. one of them looks like a, you know, it's uh-huh. a little lean to <laughs> you know, or something. It's <laughs> And you know, what's funny is in these stores where they're selling these expensive nativity scenes that are made out of all this olive wood they have the same nativity scenes yeah. that we do. Because mm. <laughs> they know that, we're going to buy them. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. So, no, that was uh, interesting. And um, everything was uh, more commercialized oh. than I thought. Like, for instance, uh, the annunciation of where Mary heard from the angel that she's going to have a baby and that that particular place that ha- it happened, you walk into a church, every little single thing that happened, there's a church over it. Yeah. And then there's an altar mm. over that. That was surprising to me that, you know, you just wouldn't walk up to an outside field, yeah, field or something. Yeah. <laughs> so everything had a church. Yeah, yeah. What I think is interesting when I think of... Israel in general, but Jerusalem for sure. It's an interesting cross-section of so many different cultures because you have significance for Islam, for Christianity. You have Orthodox Christians versus Protestants. You've got Catholics versus, you know, all kinds of things. I mean, I'm assuming you saw that there. You have Palestinians and Israelis. Mm-hmm. Anything that stood out for you when in regards to that? Not really. I mean, all the buildings to me, there was certain architect that you could definitely tell that was Russian mm. or you could tell it was some sort of, you know, European style architect. But uh, as far as noticing anything of the people, I really, I you know, yeah. no, I did not see that that much. It there was um, different languages being spoken in certain churches, sure. and they were singing in different languages, and it wasn't necessarily Israeli or right. Arabic. I don't know what languages there was, but it was so busy going mm. from one place to the other. It was like you just really did not, you could not get, it, it was just so much so fast. Yeah, yeah. overwhelming. I yeah, bet. it was definitely overwhelming. Yeah. It'd be like uh, going to Disney World at peak season or something. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. and Maybe trying to do it in one day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah, I mean, you could have spent another week there and still mm. not seen everything you need to see. And we didn't get to see a lot of things. Yeah. You know, that one day they had that protest, they had to close the Temple Mount, so we didn't mm. get to go up there. Mm, okay. Well, one one of the things I thought was kind of interesting was how, at least from some of the pictures that I've seen and stuff, is like everything seems so much smaller and closer together mm. than it is in my mind. And I don't know, after reading, it's like you hear about the Jordan River and you think, I mean, I think like Tennessee River, you know, right. but it's like a little creek, you know, it's like it's nothing. And I, I don't know, I've built these things up in my head so much bigger and you know, it's like even the like the Garden of Gethsemane is mm. tiny, you know, and mm-hmm. in my mind, it's this sprawling, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. so I don't know. I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, the um, we laughed because we're on the bus and he says, OK, here comes the River Jordan. And, and like you, it? I'm looking, <laughs> I'm looking for the Tennessee River, yeah. or the Mississippi, and it's like, you know, in some places, it's not even wider than this table right here. And it's like. Why do y'all call that a river? Uh-huh. And he said, "Well, you have to realize it never rains here. Yeah. So oh, yeah. anything that has a running water in it is considered a river." Mm. Mm. And it's like, wow, that's interesting. <laughs> there are some areas, mostly up in the uh, northern part of Israel, um, it's seems to be a little greener. They have lots of nurseries and. Lots of vegetation, uh, but down in Jerusalem, it's just sand and rock. Yeah. Mm. Now, what part of the Bible did y'all tend to stay focused on? Was it more like the Gospels and Jesus, or was there more Old Testament? Or were you like, it just, uh, or, it just, or just kind of had a general? A little both. It was a little both. Okay. It just depended on the site that we went to. 
at the very first, we stopped at Mount Carmel, mm, okay. where Bell was taken out. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we saw that. But then a lot of it was about Jesus. Yeah. You know, a lot of it is what sites have to deal with him. But, um, you know, the Jordan River and the very northern part is really, really clear. And that's where we were that day when we remembered our baptism. And then down there where John was and where Jesus got baptized, it's really dirty. Oh, wow. So just from traveling that length from the Sea of Galilee down towards Mm -hmm. Bethlehem. Yeah. It's a little... Dirty. Yeah. So now we're Golgotha and the Via Dolorosa. Is there a church up there, or do they have like a big cross up there, or is it very touristy, or how is that looking? All right, this is the other thing that was interesting to me. So my vision of Jesus is on this big, huge hill, mm-hmm. and they're way up there, and they're like you know you've got the two thieves on the side, and then you've got Jesus, and you're looking up. But that's not the way it was. Mm -hmm. They put them at the road height. So when you're walking, you're seeing their faces. Yeah. Mm. So you're level with them. So that area is, um, I guess, years ago, like five or six hundred years ago, people started taking stuff from that area. Oh, wow. And so now... The tradition is that it's at this place, but our guide says that it couldn't be at that place because it's inside Jerusalem walls. And just from the fact of cleanliness and the smell yeah. and how it is, they would have to have these outside people the outside the walls yeah. and it'd be downwind from mm-hmm. the city itself. So there's a place that we didn't get to go to, but it's a rock it's a bunch of rock up uh-huh. there. So they were thinking that could be possibly. There's a lot of traditions, but is that exact? Yeah. We, you yeah, know, they don't yeah, know. Yeah. Yeah. But it's somewhere. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And you're in the very close vicinity yes. of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I mean, it, much yeah, closer than thing, here, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. So you talked about. Um, just touched on it just a little bit about the cleanliness. Obviously, we know with Jewish tradition. Being clean is a super important mm-hmm. part of ritual. You probably saw that very clearly. As far as people, yeah. uh, you could say that. But I was n- I was really surprised at mm. at just the land. The there's a lot of trash. Really, a lot of trash. Undoubtedly, they don't have prisoners to pick up stuff like we do in, <laughs> in Tennessee. But, um, you know, I it, I was surprised at the lack of responsibility mm. of whoever's in charge, right. you know, that they just don't pick up after themselves at all. Mm. Wow. Well, I've definitely seen that in uh, when I've been to Africa and some yeah. other countries as well that you, you just have a lot of trash, mm-hmm. plastic bags. I mean, yes. just lots of stuff all over the place. Did you see that when it comes to like Jewish folks or whoever that just would not, in terms of their personal space? Um, that's something that's always been interesting to me when I've had Jewish friends and colleagues that very particular about how they are ritually mm-hmm. clean or not clean. And sometimes that's really surprised me and, you know, people during whatever particular celebration, not coming close to others. And just, mm-hmm. it was, that's fascinating to me when it comes to the Jewish tradition. The one thing that was interesting to me on the plane when we were going over, because we left from Newark. So there was a lot of uh, Orthodox Jews that mm-hmm. left from Newark to go to Israel for that. Um, the new year. Yeah. The new year. <laughs> and, um, six o'clock in the morning they're getting their little suitcases out and then they're putting the, all the wraps around their oh, yeah. arms and then they have that little i forget what it's called the little box the box on their forehead. A little prayer box mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and then they have their shawls and so they all go to the front of the plane and they are up there doing their Prayers in there, yeah. Yeah, the prayers. And they have to face the east Mm. every time. And so we were going east, so that's why they were at the front of the plane. 
I think for me, when I've been exposed to Jewish culture, what's that that's helped me is understand a little bit more about the time period and kind of the background of Jesus. Mm-hmm. I haven't been a Jew, and but I've had some friends that I've learned to know a little bit about some of the celebrations mm-hmm. and things. That just gives me so much more context about the whole story mm-hmm. because Jesus was Jewish. Yeah. And it always surprises me that it gives me a little more clarity. So, oh, that's what that meant when mm-hmm. I actually see it right in front of me. Mm-hmm. But you mean Jesus wasn't a Christian? <laughs> <laughs> you think he'll be in heaven? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Well, speaking of the the cleanliness and uncleanliness and and Jesus, y'all learned that Jesus was a dog person, right? <laughs> I saw the the picture of the mural with the dog sitting next to Jesus. Uh, yeah, so Jesus was a dog person. So oh, sorry, sorry, all you cat people. Yeah. Well, all dogs go to heaven. That, that was strange. I mean, there's cats everywhere, and then you know the only I guess I only saw two dogs. Wow, two dogs the really? whole time I was there. Uh, and they were uh, stray. We were visiting some site, and it was like sand and rocks, and they're just kind of running from you. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. That dogs are not clean. Yeah. Mm. They consider the cats clean, clean animals because they'll clean themselves. Uh-huh. Yeah. Dogs won't, so no. they're yeah. unclean. Was there any time that you felt unsafe or you like... You know, I think a lot of times people think of Palestinian Israeli right. stuff and you know, the like, there's a tank walk, you know, going down mm-hmm. towards, you know, where David did something. You know? yeah. Did yeah. you did you see any of that or feel unsafe at any time? Um, the only the only time that I really got excited was when we were going to the Wailing Wall and then, you know, you hear the gunshots on the other side of the wall and that was a little alarming. Yeah. But, you know, I, I still didn't feel unsafe. Mm-hmm. You saw the people running and they had their full uh, gear on, you know, and their hats and their machine guns. Mm-hmm. And they were all taking care of it. Yeah. And they, and they yeah. did take care of it. So, and my son was with us. And, of course, he's a uh, Marine and he kind of went a little military on me for mm-hmm. a minute. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> But I can understand why. I mean, yeah. he he heard the shots, and then he takes cover. That's normal for him. But mm-hmm. we're just kind of standing there, like, "What's going on?" Yeah. And he's saying, "What are y'all doing?" <laughs> <laughs> he did two tours in Iraq, and that was a little close to home. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it looked I and mean, probably felt yeah. a lot of times right. the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Right. Yeah. Especially with gunfire going off. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So. Can't imagine. Well, what were the things that when you come back with Robin and you're sitting at the house and or we're getting ready for Christmas or, or what, are, what are some things that it either cemented in your faith or really just blessed you in your faith journey after this trip? What are your takeaways from that that just really hit home for you? I guess that I just always had the knowledge of who Jesus was, but I just really saw him too as a human being Mm. that he was a lot like us that he still had the same fears anxieties Mm. um you know what do i do next god kind of questions and just knowing that he struggled you know just looking at where he went up into the wilderness and was with the devil for like the 40 days and 40 Mm. nights just knowing that he had to do that just life yeah. Life mm-hmm. and how we have that same thing and what was his go-to was God. And I think that's what we're supposed to do. You know, it's like, what do you want out of this trip? It's like, come and see. Well, you came and saw where I was, what I did, and now you need to pass that on. Yeah, that was cool. So was I just feel like it's, um, he's so real. Mm. Yeah. He's so real. I mean, yeah. he he's not just somebody that you read in a Bible story. Yeah. You know, yeah. he really existed. Yeah. And he wants to have a relationship with each one of us. Yeah. And how in the world he could love each one of us so much to do what he did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think when as a dad of seven, 
I think that's one of the neatest and most challenging things that I've seen our kids go through from knowing the stories, hearing the information, and then it's a switch that happens when you realize he was real. Yeah, mm-hmm. He knows what I'm going through yeah. because he went through some of the same stuff. Mm-hmm. Growing up, I think you just you take it in the information, but there is that point of realization where that becomes a game changer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, if you can understand and accept and realize that, that mm-hmm. really can change mm-hmm. the whole way you look at the story of the Bible, but mm-hmm. also your faith and how you walk mm-hmm. it out. Yeah. I mean, your whole life you've heard what Jesus loves you. Right. You know, and and God loves you so much. But this just made it so real. Mm. I could imagine that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's cool. So you would recommend this trip to anyone who wants to go, right? I think you need to go when you're young. Ah, I have heard there's a lot of walking. Yes, lots of walking. And it's not just walking on sidewalks. Mm -mm. Yeah. There's a lot of rocks, a lot of hills. You know, some of it's tough walking, hiking. I mean, I really think those sticks are really Mm -hmm. good. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I wish I had had some. (laughs) Um, But yeah, a lot of walking. A lot of walking. Gary had said before we went, y'all need to start walking. I did not. Ah. But, uh, you know, some of the ladies, it was hard for them to go up and down the steps because, you know, knee problems Mm -hmm. or whatever. Yes, a lot of walking. I guess that counts me out right now. Yeah, I'm not not sure your little scooter would fit. And I think some of those passageways are pretty narrow, aren't they? They look like it in the pictures. I don't even think anyone in a wheelchair could go. There's not like access for people that have handicaps. There's not. There's steps and there's rocks, but there's not ramps. Not a lot of ramps at all. My scooter doesn't do too good off-road right now. <laughs> well, if Kevin will piggyback you, I'll... There we yeah, go. Y'all we'll just turns. carry me. I'll, I'll go and you. carry your little bag. So. <laughs> take you on a cot or a stretcher yeah, through the go. streets. Yeah. Lower you down through a roof. There we go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Robin, thanks for coming in and sharing with us because it is so great to hear. I mean, like Patrick said, Pastor Gary has kind of come in and talked about the trip mm-hmm. before. But what we love is to hear it from someone who's been there for the first time because that mm-hmm. would be the same impressions i would want to uh, hear about so yeah it's it was definitely a trip that i'm glad i took i really just wish king had been there because king would have loved because he's he was such a history guy yeah he would have loved to have said gosh look what we're walking on yeah yeah Yeah. but yeah uh, he would have he would have enjoyed that for sure (laughs) yes i enjoyed it thank y'all for having me well good well thank you robin for coming in Well, it sounds like uh, we need to sign up. Yep. I'm ready to go. We could do a podcast <gasps> from the Holy Land. Oh, yes. On location. Yeah. That's a whole series. So cool. I'm down. Let's go. That would be fun. Mm-hmm. We could do that. Straight from the Sea of Galilee. <laughs> yes. All right. Which one of y'all is going to try to walk on the water? <laughs> I won't go very far, but I can try. I'm glad that uh, Robin got to go. And mm-hmm. I know when the girls were growing up, our church in Rockwell went, that's when you could bring bottled water back. Oh, uh-huh. and we'd bring it back and they'd put a few drops in every baptism. So <laughs> everybody got baptized, had a little bit of the Jordan yeah. River mm-hmm. in their baptism. You know, it's symbolic and it's silly, but at the same time, it's kind of cool. Yeah. We're suckers for stuff like that. Right? <laughs> that could be meaningful. Yeah. I mean, but after 9 11, that changed. You couldn't <laughs> do that anymore. But um, I would love to be able to go and just walk where Jesus yeah. walk. It may not be the exact spot. I might be a, a foot over mm-hmm. <laughs> or who knows, you know, yeah, or any of the people from the Bible just to know. And I guess for me, that's one of the things I love about Pinson Mounds is one of the things when I first went to Pinson Mounds, the person, the ranger that was doing the little thing that, you know, you look down in the little glass case deal and there's uh-huh. the bones down there of yep. the Indians and they're like, so while Jesus was going on and these Indians were here building mounds and living Mm -hmm. right here in West Tennessee. And I was like, that makes this really real. Yeah. So I thought that was cool. Yeah. Some people may not know what Pinson Mounds is. Yeah. Our um, Indian mound builders. Yeah. From Stanton little community. 
mm-hmm. not too far away from us. And yeah, and you can go, you can you know, climb them. Climb We've got a, a great museum there. They got some got, great trails. Yeah, Un- unlike the ones in uh, the Holy Land, they're <laughs> yeah. they're nice and clean. Right. And no you, rocks on them. You can <laughs> take a scooter on those. Yeah, and, yeah, they're 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 nice and wide. Yeah. So if you haven't been out there, I I really yeah. encourage you. That's a yeah, great place. It to is visit. a good place. Really yeah. If you got fun. questions, you can ask Jordan. Jordan's working out there. So. Jordan yeah. Mathenia. Yeah, Jordan's worked out there for a couple of years now. He's the he he works in the museum, so he will tell you things like what yeah. the person told us, and he will sell you stuff from the gift shop if you want. Yeah. <laughs> I saw somebody not long ago, the little spear throwing thing. The atlatl. The atlatl. Yep. They were out there trying that out. Yeah, was, I've done that a few times. I think it was Jake and Sydney Nichols. Yeah. It was, yeah. That's fun. They, they had it on their Facebook page or something. Yeah. And I thought about y'all and <laughs> Jordan and them. So, yeah, I know that Gary's talking about doing more of these trips in the future. So, when you hear about them around the church, uh, definitely hook up because they are life changing moments. As I was listening to Robin, I was thinking about. The conversations we've had, especially around the chosen, mm, yeah. where just seeing that, of course, that's on screen. So yeah. seeing that relation, those relationships really brings the scripture to life, mm-hmm. even more so if you were actually in the place where it actually happened. Yeah. And so that's one of the things that I am excited to experience at some point, I hope is just to be able to bring that context of the Bible. We know the Bible is a cohesive story mm-hmm. that leads to Jesus. As I get older, I'm learning that more and more, but sometimes it feels like a piece here and a piece there and a piece here and a piece there. We talked about this at Easter, where the garden is positioned to mm-hmm. the city and that it's really not that far away. Yeah. <laughs> what, what could you actually see from the garden? I mean, you could see the soldiers coming before they even got there. Yeah, Those kinds of things really start to bring it alive just like a like a movie would to a you know a story mm-hmm. yeah so. that's kind of what i would think would be the coolest part is that you know i've built up this kind of you know reading it you kind of build an image in your mind sure. but seeing the reality of it that's like one of the main reasons i would want to go is just to be able to to put the actual place in my mind yeah so. yeah I, I know it's on barbie and i's projections somewhere down the road i hope we get to it before we can't walk well (laughs) because it sounds like that's a deal (laughs) it it is a neat deal and you know the funny thing she was talking about the nativity on our mantle we got a new nativity last year that's actually a caved one is it it's a cave we have a couple of the others that are but it's an actual cave one it's the centerpiece of our nativities at the house is is that one that's cool so there are a few few of them out there and and speaking of nativities and things, we are uh, about to have a lot of fun stuff coming our way. Yeah, it's but almost it's, nativity it's season almost here at church. It's season. Can you believe that? Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be here before we know it. So, Patrick, what do we have before it's nativity season that's coming along? Well, before nativity season, we've got spooky season. Spooky. Uh, it's trunk or treat on October 30th from cool. 3 o'clock to 5 o'clock p.m. right here behind the church. You got candy, you got games, you got corn dogs. Corn dogs. Popcorn. Yeah. Popcorn. All sorts of costumes. Yeah. It'll be fun. It's a fun night. Come have fun with the kids. Yes. Yeah. That's part of the fun is just watching the kids. It is. I think. (laughs) And seeing Patrick in a costume. Uh, Well... Except when last year was a particularly peak. I don't know that I'll be able to outdo myself. I'm telling you, I was very impressed. (laughs) Then on November 20th, that Sunday, it is Thanksgiving breakfast. It's back. We're going to start at 830. Uh, Serving lines are going to be in the gym. We're going to eat in Hope Hall. And then we're going to migrate to the sanctuary for a joint service at 10 o'clock that is going to be led by our children and our youth. Yes. They're going to be doing all of it. They're going to be singing. They're going to be ushering. They're going to be preaching. They're going to be doing everything. So awesome. Working on that now. Yeah. And it's going to be exciting. It's been a while since we've done a a service like this. A little little while. (laughs) I think the last time I was a child involved in it. (laughs) And then on December the 2nd, there's going to be a parents' night out. So that'll be... That'll be good. It'll be from 5.30 to 8.30. Um, it's for kids 8 weeks to 10 years old. The cost is $5 per child with a $10 max per family. So, you know, 
if you're like the Von Traps and you have a whole slew of kids or the Brady Bunch, you know, you can just bring them all. That's right. And, and let me tell you, that's a deal because I have daughters and they babysit a ton and have over the years. And let me tell you, they don't get paid no $5 an hour. They get paid a lot more <laughs> that's than right. that. So that's, right. that's two deals. Yeah. So if you just need a night off to <laughs> yeah, exactly. have a date night, take a nap, whatever, go do some Christmas shopping, whatever you need to do. That's December the 2nd. Then on December 4th. That Sunday, we will have Jingle Jam at Ooh, 6 o'clock. Okay. Yeah. So that'll be, there'll be games. There'll be, you know, like hot chocolate and cookies. And there'll be Christmas songs. It'll just be a good Christmas celebration with the uh, with the church family. Jingle Jam. Yeah. And we encourage ugly Christmas sweaters. Yeah. Yes. Or just festive attire, you know. Yeah. Come in your colors. Yeah. Yeah. Or moose rabbits. <laughs> that too. <laughs> There's, there's, what is a what is a what is a moose rabbit and what does it have to do with Christmas? That's a jackalope. He was there last year. Was he? Yeah. Oh, I must have missed it. Yeah. I'll have to keep my eye out for the moose rabbit this how did, time. How did you miss that? I, I don't know. And then on December the 11th, the next Sunday, uh, will be the Children's Christmas Musical, the Christmas Express, and that'll happen in Hope Hall at six o'clock. So you don't want to miss the kids' Christmas musical. So that, is that going to be on a train? As far as I know, there's a train on the poster, so I'm going to assume yes. <laughs> Is there, are they going to be singing hot chocolate? There'll be a French speaker with a big mustache. Yeah. I was going to say, it's basically just going to be the Polar Express, but I haven't, I don't know anything about it, so I shouldn't say that. Hey. <laughs> don't want to give false expectations. If it is, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> And then the following weekend will be the Christmas Cantata weekend. Aha. Uh-huh. So we will have one performance on Saturday night, December the 17th at 7 o'clock. And that'll be open to the community and anybody that wants to come. So anybody that can't be there for Sunday morning, uh, make sure you tell them to come on out Saturday night and get to experience that service and song. So does it have a name or are we just, is it Christmas Cantata? It is called A Service in Song. Okay, cool. So. Right. I, I, I mean, I know a lot of times they have names and yep. I just didn't know. Yeah. Um, and then that Sunday, December the 18th, um, we're going to be doing a performance of the Christmas cantata as well. We're going to do it a little different. We're just going to have one joint service again at 10 o'clock. And so there's going to be one performance Saturday night and then one performance on Sunday morning. And Sunday school. Sunday school before, will be at nine o'clock on that yeah. Sunday. Got it. So if you're going to have a Sunday school party or gathering or something, you can do that. It's a perfect time to do it. You can do it anytime you want to, but yep. if you want to do it Sunday morning, you can bring donuts. I'm going to start a Sunday school that it's just, we just have a party every week. Just bring donuts every yeah, week. Yeah, just every party. week is a, is a Sunday school party. That's pretty much Hope Hall after <laughs> the service. Every week. That's yeah. true. <laughs> and then December the 24th, Christmas Eve services. Yay. That's five o'clock and seven o'clock. So you don't want to miss that. And then Christmas is going to be on a Sunday this year. It's on the 25th, right? Uh, I'll have to check my calendar. I think yeah. I think, I think it lands on the 25th this year. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> but that's a Sunday this year. So we're going to, uh, again, have one joint service at 10 Very o'clock. Cool. This one's going to be in Hope Hall. We're going to get to go to church on Christmas, which yeah, is kind of cool. awesome. You so. know what we need to do? When people leave, we need to hand them a piece of birthday cake. Oh. Ooh, Jesus yeah. birthday. Happy birthday, Jesus cake. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> That's a good idea. You know, I never say no to cake, so. <laughs> just big old birthday cake out in Narthex. Or just put petit fours again. Yeah. That would be good. See? It would be fun. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. I like it. So, that's kind of what we've got coming up, at least for the uh, Sunday schedule and little events coming up. That's so. all? Well. <laughs> that, that's a lot. Yeah. That's awesome, though. Well, we've also got some really good stuff coming up on the podcast. So, Glenn, tell us a little bit about what we've got coming up. Well, we've had some great people, but we've got some fun ones coming as well. Now, you know, it's almost the World Series. Yep. And because you guys are really into collecting and stuff like that. Well, not a lot of people know in our church, Mr. Ed Ellis. A lot of people know him, but he has an incredible baseball collection so we're going to talk a little bit about uh, that and collecting and the world series and baseball and uh, we have mr brian brown coming actually it's dr brian brown dr brian brown and uh he's gonna be sharing some stuff about a book that he has coming out uh next year and uh some of the cool stuff that he he deals with and talks about the week of november 10th we have nancy gate coming in she's going to talk to us about the thanksgiving breakfast and the history of that and some great instructions for the upcoming one 
And then uh, one of my personal favorites that we have, November 17th, my friend Missy Buchanan, who is a writer for Upper Room Books and writes on the subject of aging and the elderly Mm. and stuff. She's going to call in and we're going to have a conversation with her about the elderly and the holidays Mm. um, and how that can be a great time of celebration, but it can also be a lonely time and a a downtime for them. So uh, she's going to be a lot of fun to uh, to interview. It's going to be fun to talk to her. Um, And then y'all, coming up. On December 22nd, that will be our 100th episode that we're going to uh, have for Northside Now. And we are not quite ready to share with you all the goodness that is going to be coming. Come on. Can we let it out of the bag yet? Should we? (sighs) Okay. How about let's just do a live broadcast a what? Uh-huh. A live with in studio audience. Yes. A live studio performance. There we go. On YouTube. And uh, it's going to be a blast. A big celebration. In there. We'll have some special guests drop by. and uh, So how can we get tickets? Ooh. <laughs> well, we are. Uh, I'll, 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 I'll put my uh, Venmo link in the uh, show notes. <laughs> no, wait. It's supposed to be mine. Okay. Uh, no, but I, We'll put all three of our Venmo links in there. And then we'll know who you like the best by who gets the most <laughs> but we are going to need studio audience well, yeah we people. are going to need a studio audience and um and we are going to have some special guests hopefully come through and uh and so we will we will be getting some information how to get yeah. signed in for that and and that will be fun so it'll just be a good fun day of north side now and there may even be open tours of the podcast room <laughs> yeah <laughs> You know, are we finally going to reveal its hidden location? Well, we'll see. We can blindfold <laughs> people and lead them in here. <laughs> but yeah, we have a lot of fun coming our way. And uh, I believe, you know, during the holiday season, during Advent, we're going to be doing the characters of Christmas. Mm-hmm. And a little birdie told me that some of those characters may be coming through the podcast area and dropping by to share their story with us on yeah. the podcast. So, so we may get to meet some of them. I'd love to meet them. So yeah. that, that will be fun. And you just never know. You know, it's going to be the holidays. Who knows who will drop by? And again, Kevin has mentioned this multiple times. You know, we're getting around to a new year. And we've done a hundred, we will have done a hundred episodes and are you enjoying the people we're having in? Or is there another way you'd like for us to go? Is there something you'd, you would like for us to talk about or someone you'd like to bring back and have a little more discussion about something or, you know, are we all ready to watch uh, Patrick do some evil Knievel jumps on his um, little scooter? Let's go. (laughs) So let us know if there's anything you're interested in. Seriously, let us know. We would love to have you, your feedback on things. It really does help us. So fun schedule coming up. Cool. Well, guys, thanks for podcasting with me. And thanks to all of you out there in the world for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from us, you can follow us on Instagram at Northside Now Podcast. Go to our website, northsidejackson.com, or email us at podcast at northsidejackson.com. We hope to hear from you soon. Once again, this is Patrick. This Glenn. I'm Kevin. And that's what's happening at Northside Now. Bye-bye.